I feel like we should probably, you know, for the listeners, give some background as to how long Jason and I have known each other. How long? Since birth? Um, basically. <laughs> basically, yeah. So it's like four or five. Yeah. Oh, how, how do you guys just family friends? I, I guess you could say yeah, that. I yeah. think friends that turned into yeah. or family friends that then turned into family. I don't know um, if that makes sense. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. This yeah. is a nice place. Just I'll start yeah. the podcast there, um, and <laughs> and later, um, you know, we can we can talk more about the albums. So what's going on, guys? Uh, a little bit untraditional of a start. Normally, I'm just leading up top. Um, so we have here Jason and his friend Meredith. Meredith, what is your Twitter handle again? I'm sorry, I had it written down. I can't remember it. Um, at Mayor Wilsh. Mayor Wilsh, W I L S H. I always put it in the the bio of this anyway, so you can just check down in the description. Yeah, we'll, we're we're gonna get you mad five. <laughs> we'll oh, get you four, <laughs> four. I can only promise four followers because every time we have an episode, like three or four people will follow uh, someone. They'll be like, "Oh, I like that person. What's their Twitter handle?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, so yeah. so we'll shoot for four, and maybe we can get five. I don't know. Oh maybe wow. We, we're well, feeling well. <laughs> if, if 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 our uh you know five super fans really like you then uh <laughs> i have a feeling they, they just might not you know this might be the one podcast where they're like eh, i'm not really sure about that girl no pressure no pressure no uh, no, lies, yeah, no, lies, no one's lies, gonna listen lies. to this episode because <laughs> we're talking about two uh obscure uh albums at least comparatively to what we have been covering but pretty much what we want to do with this podcast is um you know introduce two albums that are uh you know a little bit less covered um than other ones you know we're not covering talking about travis scott or eminem here we're talking uh about no name formerly known as no name gypsy's new album room 25 and uh, wait oh yeah she did change her name i forgot she changed her name yeah originally she was no name gypsy um and that appeared when she appeared on acid rap and then in about 2014 i believe it was she changed her name to no name um and the reason we wanted to have meredith on is because meredith has said to us uh, she is a, a chance the rapper super fan <laughs> and anyone in his circle um whenever we review them you're more than you know you're more than welcome to come onto the podcast and discuss them. So I'm glad that you will be on here to talk about the new No Name. Meredith album. was like trying to get me into like surf and all this stuff. Like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, oh I mean, yeah. <laughs> Meredith, you are in good company because I am an an avid defender of surf, and I believe that it is a great album. I think that I I personally put that in my top like 20 to 25 favorite albums of this Easily. decade like like i really Easily. really think that's super <laughs> super underrated and i think that people tend to, uh, although jason has admitted on here before that he does believe that it's, it's a solid album he just doesn't yeah. believe it's quite as as mind-blowing as we do but um <laughs> no name is someone that that appeared on that well, since uh you know meredith is going to be here talking uh with us about the no name album and then after that we're going to talk about the new uh album by black uh it's Ooh. not six lack um it it's not six no lack? it isn't he said that many times he's pretty much just he's just chalked it up to uh you know 
like people are just gonna call him Six Lack. The he, I thought I thought I was calling him Six Black. Was, six Black, <laughs> Six Lack. No, it's pronounced it's pronounced Black. Uh, but for some reason, he put a six instead of a B. Well, he's from East Atlanta, which is known as the C- East Atlanta Six. Is you know that's yeah. Okay. Okay. So right, right. Uh, so that you know his album being called East Atlanta Love Letter. Um, which we will talk about more. Me and Jason, uh, we'll talk a, a little bit more about that later. Um, makes a lot of sense. But um, but yeah, we want to talk about these two albums specifically because we want to give shine to music that, you know, we might be introducing people to or we might just be able to, you know, expand on some stuff that we really like that might not get the normal coverage that uh, an album by Drake would or an album by Kendrick Lamar or, or someone. Of yeah, that we're done. We're we're tired of talking about this let's, 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 for like a week. Let's talk. We'll do it. We'll we'll go back to whenever whoever releases a, an album. To, if Lil Wayne comes out with an album, we'll have a whole episode dedicated to that next week. If Carter Five finally comes out, um, but after like five years, yeah. But for now, we're gonna talk about No Name. Um, just since she is not as well known as the other rappers that we have covered on our podcast before I want to just give a little bit of an introduction here. Um, she's a young rapper from Chicago who has been associated with several rappers in that scene, more specifically chance, the rapper, Mick Jenkins, Smino and Saba. Um, they, most of them, I believe everyone in that group, except for Smino started together at U media in Chicago during their high school years. Uh, U media was like a place that youth could get together and basically do anything creative that they would like. She was a slam poet originally. So she was a poet while she was there. She won awards for her slam poetry. And then she crossed over into hip hop, as I said before, on Acid Rap was her first major feature um, on the song Lost. And I don't know about you guys, but I think she absolutely killed that uh, song. She, yes. Uh, Yeah, she sounds incredible. And and that was really the world's introduction to No Name. Um, And then, you know, as we said before, she was on Surf. a year, a year or two later, um, she appeared on Warm Enough with J. Cole and uh, Chance the Rapper, which is one of my favorites. Oh, and Jamila Woods, fantastic singer. I love her, too, um, which uh, was one of my favorite songs on that album. Um, and then right after that, she, the year following, uh, in 2016, she's on Finish Line Drown, which is kind of serves as like pretty much the real outro of coloring book um, before Mm -hmm. the blessings reprise. Um, So I think that, uh, you know, knowing the fact that she's associated with these rappers and knowing, especially her relationship with chance, the rapper, you know, three or four of her most notable songs have come with him. I think you can hear a lot of their, their their style is kind of similar in terms of, the lyrical ability, the way they rap. I think a lot of these guys, Mick Jenkins, um, her, Saba, Chance, they kind of feed off of each other. Um, and so I think, Meredith, since you are our guest, uh, I would like you to just kind of lead off with, like, what did you think about this album? Did you like it? Did you not like it? And if you if you did like it, like, what did you particularly like, like or love about the album? Yeah, sure. Um, I feel like first I have to put a little, like, warning on this like I am very completely biased when reviewing an album like this because I love spoken word poetry and I think that (laughs) she incorporates so many elements of it and like I used to watch YouTube videos of just like slam poetry (laughs) like like, that's the type of person that I am 
so I really like I I love this album I think it's so cohesive I think it's incredible and as another warning I don't think that it's you know it's it's very universal but it's also you know it I think it's also somewhat a love letter to black women like I think I think that's fair to say I think you know it's not for everyone but it's also has all the elements that can be enjoyed by everyone right for sure yeah 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 i I think that i i tend to agree the slam poetry thing that you you said was interesting to me because i remember uh funny enough i was playing this album the other day and uh someone said uh my cousin was here and she was like this is this is very poetic and then i was like well she wasn't she was a slam poet yeah it makes it makes a lot of sense now um the one thing that uh you know i think we should discuss a lot on here um before we get into jason's thoughts on the album um is you know the the fact that you know she's obviously a very conscious rapper now conscious rappers tend to kind of uh feel i don't want to say boxed mm-hmm. in but i feel like nowadays there isn't a large space for conscious rap uh at least on a wider scale um outside of you know maybe a few rappers that have crossed over into the mainstream chance uh j cole kendrick lamar the majority of the scene is is very different from this now meredith do you think that um you know her conscious rapping is going to turn a lot of people away? Or do you think that that's something that is going to, like you said, do you think that that will make her more universally appealing to people because it's, it's easier to get into conscious rap from a non hip hop mm-hmm. fans perspective than it is to maybe get into trap. Yeah. Rap. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Um, I would say that it's kind of interesting to bring up conscious rap because I think a lot of it has become, you know, at least on Twitter, like become more of a meme, you know, like I know you brought up Jay Cole <laughs> and I think he's kind of like the one that's always brought up, you know, when you think Yeah, about- he's the poster yeah, child. Yeah. 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 Where is it? It's kind of boring <laughs> conscious rap is what they say. It, it's yeah. Kind of un- <laughs> it's kind of unfair uh, to, 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 to Jay Cole and other conscious rappers that they become this type of like, way for fans to, you know, be jerks about other type of music, you know what I mean? Yeah, to really put them in that box and right, really exactly. be like, no, you are the... Especially with a guy like J. Cole, I mean, uh, it's kind of interesting to me that anyone, like, I could see you doing it with, like, a Lupe fiasco oh, yeah. or, like, someone... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody said that, um, this is kind of diversion, but somebody said that they dropped out of school because Lupe Fiasco taught them so much. I was like, hmm. I saw that earlier today, and I was like... <laughs> I was like, buddy, out of town. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I mean, it's literally, like, what... People will say anything just to go viral. <laughs> like, it's it, it, just one of the most absurd statements that I've ever heard, but it, it gave me a good laugh for sure. And I don't think that there was any exaggeration. I think it was a 100% sincere tweet, which was... <laughs> <laughs> very hilarious to me but uh so jason um you know i i'm interested to hear your take on this album because i think when we've talked about conscious rap on on here before it's you it's been very hit or miss for you right you know i it, I, I think yeah that you've yeah you you've expressed that yeah. over the, the first few pods um this, so this, this is really is, the first true pod is true conscious because, album this this pod is great because Meredith has heard me rant about this stuff all the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. But when he's not tweeting, this is what he's ranting about. And even when he is tweeting, this is what he's ranting about. <laughs> so I don't think there's an hour of the day that Jason isn't like lamenting over this. 
<laughs> so, here, so here's the thing. I really liked it. I gotta say, I, I, I thought it was really good. So her voice is very distinct, and it's distinct in a way that it kind of overrides the live instrumentation and, and kind of the uh, spoken word aspect of it. Because her voice is kind of so soulful and soft that it doesn't feel like I'm being like lectured, or, or it doesn't feel as if I'm uh, uh, I have I'm suffocated. She's I, I I think she's brilliant. I mean, the, she has a great flow. I mean, we talk about her being a spoken word rapper, but to be honest, she's got flow. She's got cadence. You know, I mean, she has a distinct voice. She she's a true artist, and I, I really enjoy myself. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm a little bit taken back by that. I mean, I knew that you, you did like No Name. I know that you've mentioned that before. Her, her voice on Lost is amazing. I mean, it, it, she oh, completely, yeah. yeah, she completely goes, I, I, she comes on that song, she rips it. I, I, you know what I mean? It was surprising, too. She tends to to be, uh, you know, stealing stealing the she's show on almost stopper. every feature. Rightfully she's, yeah, so, yeah. but rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think that uh, what you brought up, the the raw instrumentation on this, like the raw jazz instrumentation. You know, I'm not that uh, that much of a fan of that. You know what I mean? As we've spoken about about several times, but I think that her voice fits fits perfectly in it. Like, it's, I mean, we've never, this is a a perfect match. I'm I'm impressed. Yeah, I was was really excited for the album. And when it came out, I, I was, I was ecstatic. I was, this is good. Yeah, I think that uh, the the choice of using the raw live instrumentation was really cool to me because on I, I remember listening to Telephone, and I oh, I liked Telephone. I thought Telephone was I a really solid intro telephone. project. We'll later, oh yeah. yeah, I agree. I, I agree so too. And I and I I don't know about you guys, but I think that the the production is really what takes. I mean, her being more personal on this album, her being more. Honestly, I think she's more charismatic on this album. I she's, think she's a little bit... Yeah, she has a wider scope. She's so much more out in the open on this one, you know? This mm-hmm. is like, she's a sophomore. She knows the tricks. She, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that that, that live uh, jazz production on here really brings out that side of her more so. The last one had a little bit more subtle, kind of reminded me of a coloring book-esque kind of production. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very like, you know, floaty, very like upbeat. Um, this one is just super raw. Like, I mean, like, I, I don't know uh, what you guys kind of took from this. And, and at times there were like, you know, there were moments where I was like, uh, you know, this reminds me of Surf, yeah. or this reminds, like, w- like, Window specifically, that song reminded me, well, funny enough, there's a song on Surf called Windows, which is one of my favorite songs on there, and I, I think that there are moments where it reminds me of, like, Fly, um, but I don't think that anything pulls far enough away from the actual album to be like oh this is just copying that this is just pulling inspiration from all different forms of jazz music like i mean like black exploitation sounds nothing like anything yeah. that was on and, you know any recent yeah. rap, jazz rap album Man, if i don't know about what you think but the I, uh, what i love about black exploitation is the uh the beginning of it oh yeah oh yeah i mean it's it's the lead in from self you know, you're you're sitting yeah. to the album, you're not really sure like kind of what to expect. And then, you know, it comes right out with the production, you get all the different interjections and you know exactly what this album is going to be. You know, she clearly she clearly states what her intent is, you know, but then it takes you Absolutely, to so yeah. many different places. 
Yeah, I think so it, too. It I think feels straight up another... like a black exploitation film. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Like, and and that's something that. Um, uh, speaking of to Pimp Butterfly, I know Kendrick Lamar did on King Kunta that was, um, you know, it, very different from this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it, it sounds nothing. It sounds nothing like that. Um, but it is cool to see that that style is. Uh, being infused into hip hop in a super unique way, I think she does it here. I think that her her alliteration really stands out to me on this album. I, I think that her and Chance, being the fact that they did come up together, uh, both kind of I I don't know who came up with the style first because uh, you know who's to say like you know they've been working together for so long um, that it's kind of hard to trace it back to. But uh, there are moments on here where I think that the the alliteration and, and the way that she's flowing, as Jason mentioned, is just really on point. Yeah, she's like, just I remember, a really good MC. She's just damn good mm-hmm. at it. Yeah, exactly. And like on the song "Don't Forget About Me," when she's like, "Let's get down to the nitty gritty, change my city, titty thirteen k." Like she's just like bouncing oh over God, yeah. the uh, super super nice in and out, very smooth, fitting in the pockets of the uh, of the instrumentation super well. I, I really, really like this album. The, this album was so solid that, like, I even, like, normally I, like, seek out, I don't seek out, like, criticisms necessarily, but I try to find, like, weak points of of uh, albums, and this one is kind of kind of hard. To it's find. just, it's very, yeah, it's very good. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> everything about it. Yeah, everything about it is pinpoint. There's nothing that you can really point to and say, this should have been done here. I, I don't like the sequencing mm-hmm. blah 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 like there's nothing really to, yeah there's nothing to say how about you Meredith it, I, you, you it, can't yeah. even you can't even listen to it out of order like the way that the flow works it, you have to listen to it like right in order you know you I never felt like I had to skip a song or felt like I should because I wanted to hear what the next song was going to be about and you get this kind of raw emotionality that you know I don't I don't know if there's any direct link but it kind of reminded me of SZA's Drew Barrymore, like specifically on "Don't Forget About Me," like this kind yeah, of yeah. Like no, I definitely can opening hear that. up oh, yeah. those pockets yeah. of like the soul <laughs> without getting too like <laughs> metaphysical about it, but like how that kind of carries through each song, but has like a different focus. And it, it it all feels very genuine. None of it seems forced at all. I think that that is what really sells this album for me. I think that a lot of the times when people can get super personal and super existential on albums, it can kind of come across as, you know, forced. It can kind of come across as corny. Yeah. There's not really anything on here that, um, you know, comes across as that at, at all. Um, she's, I, I, she's coming of age, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So yeah. It and it feels like we're born with her all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. And this is this is the first time that I think that I I under starting to understand more about like who she is as a person, giving her like just you know, like there's one line that really stood out to me that kind of like summed up I don't know about you guys, my favorite song on the album, I I'm gonna spoil it, was Ace. Oh, okay. Um the song was that whole, that Sob- whole sequence. You know? I can't even pick a spiggle song because like from, so from Montego Bay, Ace, Part of Me is like my three favorite sequences. Mm-hmm. Like those three tracks are just like, I was oh wow, this is this is really well done. Yeah, I thought it was really fantastic. I mean, like the Sabo's one line... got a great verse on uh on Ace. Yeah, he he the way that he's just changing flows in and out. You know, I'm like a huge Saba guy. Um, but 
uh, another guy on there, Smino, doing the hook. I, I'm a huge fan of him as well. They, these three have worked together really well. They were on, they were all on Shadow Man together on the outro of her last album. Um, but yeah, like one of my favorite lines on there, which I really think sums up this album super well, is you know I'm just writing my darkest secrets. Like wait and just hear me out. Saying vegan food is delicious. Like wait and just hear me out. Like it kind of shows like you know the like the duality of of no name as an artist mm-hmm. like she can be really serious and like writing her darkest secrets wait and hear me out you know oh also like vegan food is delicious like <laughs> just kind of being playful and just being like ridiculous at the same time and, and you get a lot more of that throughout this album than you have on anything that she's ever released before um now uh meredith were there any songs that like really stood out to you or do, are you just in love with the fact that the album was so cohesive and like you couldn't skip a track that there wasn't really anything that like stood out above the um, um well oh, i mean everyone has to have their favorites right uh, yeah so, yes of uh, so truthfully i think prayer song really it's one of those songs that i always just kept coming back to because you know i'll take a full listen of the album and then i'll come back and and then like that's when you really hear like the eccentricities of this of the song and kind of like what she's saying and it just it gets so deep and like i really had to sit there and like think about what she was saying and like that kind of hit yeah. me hard and then for that to flow right into window like i it just it feels it feels great like I liked that flow as Jason liked the other flow I just think like those two songs together and then I also like I have a soft spot for Regal as well it kind of it feels like the instruments are just waking up in like a Disney cartoon character type way you know they're all just like (laughs) kind of coming together and she has those intros so you kind of get into the music and then she'll start speaking but it's like you're kind of waiting for that first breath and that's what, you know, Regal felt like to me. Yeah, it was very, very dreamy, very jazzy, kind of a little bit repetitive, but it really worked with the instrumental. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, I know I, I hate to, you know, compare it to Pimp Butterfly again, but like for it reminded me of For Sale on to Pimp Butterfly mm-hmm. a little bit with that very dreamy interlude. I like I also thought it was hilarious. Uh, that she said, I, I didn't know if Jason caught this line, but the fattest capitalist line. And then she said, give him Teflon Don. She mentions Rick Ross twice on this album. <laughs> you know, you, you know, I like that line. You know, I like that line. <laughs> I, yo, yo, when I was listening to that shit, I heard that line. I was like, woo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but she, she, she's funny. She's playful. She doesn't suffocate you. You know what I mean? Like, prayer song's a great song because you don't think of it as verse two was seems like it's coming from the perspective of of like a cop. Put, mm-hmm. put, yeah. Put your hands behind your back, empty all your crack. Uh, I, I seen a self on a dash, put a sword into a gun. So, but I don't feel like I'm gonna listen to that album and be like, "That's the police brutality yeah. song." It's still, it, you know what I mean? Like it feels just like a regular track by No Name. You know what I mean? I just think she she's able to put all these raw views and put all these like undertones and stuff, but still make it compact and still have like a central idea of what she's trying to go for. And, and like I, what you said before, she's not preachy. She's not in your face. Exactly. She's, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. She's just super, she's really low key about it. And sometimes that, could, sometimes that's not every, that's not every artist. You know what I mean? So sometimes that isn't what you always should do. Sometimes you really do need a bang of the drum. You know what I mean? You really do need kind of the, you know, laser sharp, but sometimes you don't need yeah. that. Sometimes you need kind of just like 
low-keyness and, oh, you can inference stuff and, and things of that nature. So I, I, I really appreciate it. Right. For, like, you know, every song like New Slaves or every song like Black or the Bear, you have the other side of right. it. Right. You know what I mean? Bit, yeah. 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 Which, which, exactly. which, could, which could possibly make it more accessible to a wider range of people. Um, yeah. You know, like, I love Ice Cube, but I also, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I love Ice Cube, but sometimes I don't want to hear all that in your face. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, that's not to that's not to disrespect Ice Cube. He's the goat. But like, no disrespect. You know what I mean? But there's no disrespect. Yo, Cube. No if disrespect. he's listening, like, you're the goat. <laughs> well, he is an avid listener. He uh, he tweets at us after every episode and tells us how much he he digs the pod. Always. So uh, sh- sh- shout out to Cube. Shout out to um, Cube. Yeah. So there's varying degrees of social commentary that you need. This goes for movies. This goes for like a speech. This goes for music. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And this goes for a book. And uh, No Name, I think, really toes the line very well. She keeps it at her level the way she wants it. And uh, I, I, it's perfect. Yeah, and I think it goes back to what Meredith was saying about making her own experience a, a universal view, right? Like, I think that the best artists can really take like their perspective on the world and then, uh, you know, apply it to their art and make it, you know, super relatable to people, making it so that they don't feel, uh, you know, overwhelmed by, you know, what they're listening to, what they're consuming. Yeah. Um, this album is definitely I, for black women. It's also extremely accessible at the same time, similar to like a lemonade. Yes. And it, 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 it's, 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 it's good. I mean, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's fantastic. I mean, Prayer Song is one of those songs that, uh, I don't think I quite picked up because there are a lot of like sexual metaphors mm-hmm. and things like that. I had to go with genius too. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, thank God for genius, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read too far into it, but I'm assuming that most of those metaphors and it were just kind of, you know, related to institutional racism in America because she's talking about slavery at one point. Mm-hmm. She's talking about growing up surrounded by crime. And then she's even linking it back to something like heart disease, yes. which is like, I mean, there like you know she's kind of hitting on all points of institutional racism whether the, the very the obvious album ones. feels so mature and it feels so academic but it also yeah but you know mm-hmm. what i mean like it, it, there are undertones to it and it's just it, it, she expects the listener to really get it you know what i mean yeah she treats the she treats the listener like a mature listener and i i, I like that and i really like that and I think that sometimes when we talked about conscious rap before, they can, when you kind of listen to really any form of music that is, uh, you know, trying to be intellectual, uh, it can almost seem like they're talking down to yeah, you. Like, bad, you need yeah. to like, understand. Uh, I, was, I was listening to Bad Bitch by Lupe. Fee. I like Lupe, by the way. Like, <laughs> so I, thought, I, I love old Yeah, Lupe, yeah. Like, Food yeah. and Liquor's, Liquor's great. But I was, listening to, yeah. uh, I was listening to Bad Bitch by Lupe. And the message is whatever the message is. It's a little pandering, obviously, and like you're a man. How are you telling women what to say? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also just in general, it sounds very preachy, and I, you don't hear that from No Name on this. You very much, it, it, she's very much talking to the listener in terms of like, welcome to No Name's poetry reading. Like there was a, a <laughs> Jay Z had MTV unplugged. He goes, welcome to Jay Z's poetry reading. I felt that way about No Name. No Name's like, well, welcome to No Name's poetry re- reading, mm-hmm. and she's just like talking to the audience kind of and it's very much surveying the scene and it's it's intimate it's intimate too yeah yeah. Th- that's exactly yeah i think it's like it's almost like to me the whole album feels like you're kind of like at like a 
jazz slash slam poetry yeah. slash she goes, rap show. Like, she it's goes like, all the way in it. You know what I mean? I think one of, one of my main problems I think I have with live instrumentation rap and jazzy rap or whatever we, uh, we're calling it yeah. is that sometimes it goes 50-50. It goes it doesn't go all the way. It just it kind of feels like sometimes we're doing that, but then also there'll be these other bombastic tracks on it that I don't kind of feel the cohesion and I don't feel the vision. But I think mm-hmm. she just went all the way in it with this, and I, I and I appreciate that, and I I ended up liking it way more than I thought. Yeah, I I totally agree with that, and I think that that is something that uh, they clearly made it a point to uh, you know make a really cohesive sound on here. Um, I just have a quick, were there any songs that like, I don't want to say you didn't like, cause I think the, the consensus here is that like pretty much every song on here is like at least solid enough that, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to skip it. You know what I mean? Like if I'm listening straight through, I think what Meredith said, like, it's kind of hard to skip through any of these tracks, but there, were there any tracks that were, you know, maybe weaker than the rest to you guys? Uh, Uh, I think that it's so like because I want to say self, but it's like the intro, you kind of feel, yeah, yeah, you kind of, you kind of, it's kind of like the setup, the appetizers, or everything that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. So I can't even, right, say, I can't even say like self, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, right, it's it, it, it serves a place on the album. Like, I mean, like, it, like you said, it's the intro, even though it's super quick. Yeah. That was, you know, it, it wasn't really and until love, we got and to, I pr- love the closer. The closer yeah. on the album, No yeah, Name, yeah, or yeah. the, the self title track? track? No Name. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I mean, I know that, uh, Meredith, you're a huge Chance fan. Did you rem- Did that remind you of Coloring Book at all? Because I felt like the last song, it, to me, it was like if Coloring Book and Blonde by Frank Ocean oh had a baby, God, that yes. instrumentation. Which honestly sounds like, like my dream. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I think about when I fall asleep. It's like if Coloring Book and Blonde had a baby. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. that's I. I, That's kind of what the production to me on that song. That like that beautiful piano, the production. You just feel like completely swallowed up by the production on that one. I think it was like you, like Jason said. I think it was one of the better songs of the album, Mm -hmm. and really a perfect way to end the album. Like, there's really no like, and, and that's the thing is like, even if I'm digging through here, I think probably the only thing that I didn't really love about the album just in general is that at times it can get sleepy. Like it can get like very low key. It can get to the point where it's like it, it would serve better as background music than actually sitting down and listening Mm -hmm. to it, uh, which I have been doing in both, both ways this week. I've been listening to it. And then also I have been just throwing it on in the background. It works for both. The thing about the, the thing about the term background music is like, I think it kind of serves for it's boring. But I don't really feel that way about this album. I think it is kind of, I think it can be background music, but that can be soothing. I'm not sure if that means like boring, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I definitely know what you're saying. I, I Like, I think like even on songs that are like, I mean, she said on Twitter this week, she makes lullaby rap. <laughs> like she's very aware of the fact that like she has these songs that are more low key mm-hmm. than the rest of, you know, the rap scene currently. Yeah, she does it real and- well. <laughs> And she's kind of perfected it. I mean, it's like I said, I think that would probably be my only complaint is that at times, but then like 
even when you get to like, so I'm trying to think of like a run that I actually thought was really good was window to don't forget about me to Regal, like probably one of the best runs, if not the best run on the album, like Regal is like where you get to the point where it's like, okay, now you got three really low key kind of lullaby kind of put you to sleep songs in a row. Um, And then Montego Bay comes in. So it's like right when you feel like the album is going to become boring to the point, like you feel like it's going to become boring. It doesn't even ever really become boring uh, is, you know, she hits you right with with a curve. So it's like I think that she does a really good, good uh, job of balancing when to like put in a track like Blaxploitation or Montego Bay. So you never get too far from you know uh you know a sound that is like 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 as she said a lullaby rap (laughs) um so i think that she really shows off a lot a lot of her vocals on here i dug a ton i thought they were really cool i think the thing that she does in this whole chicago circle does better than probably anyone in music right now is using vocals as instruments um i think the perfect example of that was that was on the instrumentation of ace which i said before is my favorite song on here it reminded me of warm enough from surf it reminded me of rememory it, it has this very nostalgic feel to it it has this very comforting warm feel um i really fuck with a lot of this album like i i put two or three of the tracks on my favorite songs of the year playlist which is I mean, kind of a big deal. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's really hard for me to pick anything out of here that I feel like is, you know, not at least super solid. Um, I would probably say just because of the, like, the brevity of it and the fact that, like, it's towards the end of the album and I feel like we had heard a lot of songs that were similar to it with you probably didn't it was probably my least favorite but it's still not a bad song by any means um i think that ace was my favorite track so meredith what was your favorite track i'm gonna make you pick right and what was your least favorite track (laughs) um well i was gonna say with you would be my least favorite just honestly for most of the reasons that you stated like it kind of felt like it was not thrown in there because i feel like that's the wrong word but, you know, you, you kind of get into a vibe and then that's, you know, another one of the songs that sounds like one of the ones that came before it. But right. but it's an A minus on like an, an A scale. So <laughs> we're really not, you know, yeah, we're it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I have to say I have to say that it's a toss up between Don't Forget About Me and Prayer Song. I think both of those really fantastic maybe songs. kind of fantastic songs maybe kind of sit in my feelings to uh to coin that awful awful phrase <laughs> <laughs> full offense to drake like full offense. <laughs> yeah we're we i drake is another topic oh, I, just, I'm <laughs> that's like a three-day like marathon oh podcast. oh we we've done plenty we've we done have plenty to do like a, we have to me and true have to do like a whole pot of just like an hour pot of just like what is Drake doing in his life? Like, what is? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he has not been at at Kanye and Kim's. So, uh, oh. as, as as that was revealed today by Kanye on Instagram, yeah, I, he just I, wants to let you I know can't he even, has. I can't even with. get into that. That would that Instagram was scary. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's another story for another yeah. day. Um, oh, yeah. but okay, so Meredith, uh, what would you say your overall rating of this album is out of ten? We do by by point fives is our okay. rating scale. Okay, I would say 
well, you know, no one's ever a hundred. So I would say I would give it a nine, and I would say that I think it kind of really opens up a lot of opportunities for artists like No Name to kind of step out and give the most, you know, raw version that they're comfortable with, of course. Absolutely. The raw version of themselves. You know, you have SZA, you have No Name, you have Mahalia, which if you haven't heard any of her stuff, check her out because she also has a really great, you know, vibe. And I think that... Have you... If you've ever listened to Jamila Wood, she's another one from that Chicago circle. She had an album two years ago called uh, Heaven, which is very similar production-wise to this and Surf. Mm-hmm. Highly heaven's, that heaven's, one as well. Heaven's good. Yeah, Heaven's very good. I, oh. Yeah, I like Heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you're going to give it a 9 out of 10. Uh, Jason, favorite song, least favorite song, and um, what would you give it out of 10? Um, yeah, least favorite song. I, I we'll go we'll go with self. I think that I I think that I like with you. You I I I, I like with you a little bit better than you guys. I, I we'll go with self. I was thinking more that she was going to give us more of a punch to start it, and it was a little more low key and black exploitation with the punch. So yeah, right. So so we'll we'll go with as least favorite. But that's not a I, I'm like I'm gonna skip it. Nah, we're playing that shit. Yeah, <laughs> we're playing that shit. Um, we're gonna go. I'm gonna go with an eight point five out of ten. I was, I was, I'm very excited to keep listening to this. You know, I had a week, but I want even more. There's so much intricate, intricate stuff on this album that I need to to bump. You know, I need to zone in on. And there's a lot to dig through. Yeah, for sure. I, there's I think so there's so much a... stuff that's low key that we need to like zone in on and, and kind of think about even more. She's a a really mature artist, really. I, 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 and you can tell how hard she worked on it. I mean, this is a seminal project, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think, think I really I, hope that this does like get her Sabas, a lot more listeners. I like album, but I think this is better, to be honest. I, I personally prefer Saba's album, but that's my favorite album of the year. So I mean, yeah, it's that, not yeah, really yeah, comparable. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think uh, this is, I think this executes a little bit better than Saba executed. Fair enough. Um, I will also give it an 8.5 out of 10. I thought it was, as I said before, it's very hard to find weak points on this album. I think what she has done on here is a huge amount of growth. I love the production. I love the way that she raps on here. I love all of the layering is beautiful. I think what she did, her approach to this was, was pretty unique uh, for, uh, especially because, I think it's hard to make an interesting conscious jazz rap album in a post to pimp a butterfly world. Um, So I will say uh, the um, listeners also voted on this um, and out of 18 people voting, they gave it an 8.5 as well. So, so I think everyone seems to really look. Yeah. Everyone seemed to really enjoy this album. Um, Meredith, I know that you you are not talking with us uh, about the the Black album. So not by Jay-Z, the, yes. like, the album yes. by Black. <laughs> Which I truly only heard the J. Cole feature on, and I kind of am in love with it. Just that one song. So oh, okay. I, I'm that's something that we're gonna very dive biased. into. A little no, bit. hit me up. Yo, hit me up when uh, hit me up when you listen to that. It's it's not bad. It's not bad. Okay. So okay. we're going to get more into that now. Thank you so much for coming on. For all the people uh, we really who don't, appreciate it. For all the people who don't know, I've known Meredith since I was five years old. She's my best friend, and <laughs> I, I, I love the shit out of her. And thank you. Aww. Thank you so much for coming on. Real talk. 
Honestly, anytime. Sweet- just call me up. You know, I'll be ready to give an opinion on anything. <laughs> Within reason. Wow, you're, 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 I'm shocked that you're friends with Jason. Oh, yeah. Jason's so soft-spoken. I've never heard him speak out against anyone or, like, any rapper, specifically Wale. No beef there whatsoever. She was one of the first people to hit me up with Wale, like, disrespected me. Yeah. <laughs> and what it is, honestly, I don't think Wally ever recovered. It's actually true. He just dropped an EP the other day, and I bet you didn't even know. He dropped an EP, right? It's called free. It's called yeah. free lunch. Like anyone likes free lunch. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's called free lunch. Like Isaiah Rashad didn't come out with a song called Free Lunch two years ago. Um, <laughs> but all right, uh, thank you so much again, Meredith, and we will definitely have you on again. Thank you, sis. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. All right, so uh, we will now transition to talk about uh, the East Atlanta Love Letter album by Black, uh, not Six Lack. (laughs) Um, So a little bit of background on uh, Black. Uh, He is a little bit more popular than No Name. I think more people that are listening to this and just in general know who he is. Yeah, Definitely. definitely. I didn't even I didn't even realize this, but he had two hit songs. Like I don't listen to the radio. I mean, like, so no I one. Yeah, I my mean, no cousin really listens to the radio. My cousin does somewhat listen to the radio. Uh, shout out to Carol if you're listening, and she um, she knew who he was. Oh, yeah? when I was playing the album. Oh, good, there. good job. Yeah, radio. she knew. Good job, radio. Yeah. So free. Uh, he had a song on his last album. Uh, which was called Free Black, and uh, he had a hit on there, the self-titled track Free Black, Um, and he also had another one called Problems that was also huge on the radio. Oh, facts! Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's had a few hits uh, this far in his career. Um, A little bit of background on him. He is obviously from East Atlanta. Um, He was signed to Flowrider until 2015, funny enough. Uh, he said basically that uh, his music was getting shelved constantly. He wasn't getting any money from them. It was a huge, messy ordeal. He left, signed with Interscope a year later. He releases his album, and then from there has two huge hits. And, you know, we're kind of – the first time that I ever heard him was about a year ago. He was featured on Jid's album, The Never Story. And I, at the time, was like, this guy just sounds like a wannabe Drake. And I kind of wrote him off, um, which is why I'm glad that we're revisiting this album, because um, I'll let you start, Jason, with what you thought about it up front. And then I'll dive a little bit deeper into my thoughts. But uh, I definitely am glad I gave him a second. Yeah, another album that kind of surprised me. I didn't know that much about him going in. So I can't front like I was like, oh, six lakh. Fuck Whatever. <laughs> We're calling him. So you're yeah, now six yeah, lakh yeah, forever yeah. on eight oh eight and bars, bro. Six lakh. I think it was Alphonse that was like, "You just got to take an L on that name, bro." Like you just <laughs> that, that <laughs> sounds just like Alphonse. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Alphonse, man. That's our guy. Uh, we gotta have you on the pod, Alphonse. We'll talk. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that much about him, but what I will say is, I mean, color, I'm just gonna call you shocked, but. The future song's incredible. I mean, like, I, that's the first track I heard because people were floating it on the TL. And I was like, oh, wait, this is before I think we decided to review it. And I, I was like, wait, we got the future verse. Okay. So I, I listened to the song. He sounds real good on it. And obviously, future does his thing. But he really surprised me. And I was like, okay, now we have to listen to this whole album. 
And I mean, yeah, that title track is, it, is a real a monster. monster. I mean, it's one of those future verses that get you excited for a project. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Switch is really good. Uh, we got uh, Scripture too. Uh, 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 the one with Offset's really good. Like I, 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 was, I was excited. I mean, this is this is this is good work. This the whole album's not great. There are some songs I wish weren't on there, but the best tracks are <laughs> really well done. Yeah, I I tend to agree with what you're saying. I think that the best tracks almost stand out so much more above this album that I think it had potential to be a great album. Like, I think that it falls short of that for me because of the fact that um, I think, like you said, I I think the future track is probably the best track. Um, I would say that throughout this, there are times when there's one thing about being cohesive with an album and there's another thing about being repetitive with an album. He gets a little bit repetitive in terms of like the content is almost always the same throughout. So I get it. It's a breakup album. It's a, you know, it's about a love story. That's cool, whatever. But like the topics that he is covering are the same ones over and over the production at times almost sounds identical to it to songs in the beginning you know like, how like, much i love album covers also really really sharp album cover uh his last album cover on his first album had an actual bear on it and he took a photo with an actual bear for it in he was they had a bear in the fucking photography studio with him nice nice six i was like I mean, I obviously, I hope he, yeah, yeah. I, that's why I was a little bit hesitant to, uh, you know, say I didn't really like parts of this album because if you're, if you have balls enough to take a picture with a grizzly bear on your album cover, (laughs) you're probably, uh, you're probably, like you said, adventurous to say the least. Um, so there are moments on this album where I think, like you said, I think that there are moments and songs like where I think that you're getting a lot of raw emotion. You're getting this really moody production that's kind of reminiscent of like early two, 2010s, like Weekend and Drake. Is that the kind of feel you got for the production for this? Uh, that, that was my take on it. I don't know. Like a little bit of that OVO. Like that. Yeah, I think that I think that it's definitely an R&B sound but his core is definitely uh hip-hop well he says that (laughs) is he actually no there's a line on here where he says i'm an r&b you know word i can't say with uh with a hip-hop core oh he literally says that on scripture scripture. yes yes yes, 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 yes. (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, on scripture um i think that's a good way to describe his sound yeah which is which is similar to the sound that drake had i would say i don't i don't think that he i don't think that's as uh i don't think he's I don't think he's doing that as much as he thinks he is, though. Yeah, I mean, he changes it up with the rapping like here he and be, there. It, it gave me some Bryson Tiller vibes, to be honest. I don't know. I could hear that, too, for sure. Yeah. I think, but, but, maybe, Bryson, but maybe Bryson is also attempting to do R&B sound or R&B type with hip-hop sound. Maybe Bryson's doing that, too. So For sure. He is correct, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the lines have kind of been muddled, like, between what is a lot of different genres. I mean, rock is being brought into hip-hop again, 
Um, you know, as we talked about with the No Name album, this jazz slam poetry kind of thing. Yeah. Now, and definitely with R&B and hip hop, because at times this feels like a 100% R&B album. But then you'll get a song like Switch, which is in the middle of a bunch of different R&B tracks. And, uh, you know, yeah, then it, it's, it it's kinda, a very drastic switch. It kind of takes you all over the place, but I do like it. Yeah, good, I, I good think guest features too. I mean, you, I, for him, what I see is like a guy who can collaborate well with others. So I'm kind of waiting for his next step. Maybe his next album could be a, a more life type, uh, uh, you know, party, uh, uh, basically. Like, a, a, you know what I mean? Like, guys are just right. He, he has a lot of collaborators, guys show out on his particular songs. I mean, not to make it not, not to say that he's on talented also, but I can see a collaborator, I see a, uh, uh, a Travis, you know what I mean, or you know what I mean, Travis is his own thing, but I, I see a guy that can have a lot of people on and kind of bring this right. to like a huge spectacle. Yeah, I thought that the best songs were the songs with other people on them. I thought that the future song was probably the best song on the whole album. Uh, you got this really J. Cole was good on it too. J. Cole, that was one of, honestly, I think that was one of the best features I've ever heard from J. Cole. I was surprised that, uh, I mean, I've said on here before, I believe that J. Cole is a better feature artist than he is on his own albums. I think that he kind of steps up his game a little bit more. But the way that he changes he his flow great he, on uh, Jermaine's interlude on, on, on Major Key. And that, on DJ Collins, that was another yeah, one that yeah, I thought that he yeah. really DJ, stepped it up that, for. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to investigate that like, claim more, but it makes sense which was originally an Earth Gang song that they uh, gave to him. He, they're on, and funny enough, Six Lack works with Earth Gang and Jid. Um, uh, they're all from East Atlanta, and they, they knew each other from, from being from East Atlanta. Um, but uh, so they, like, he, like J. Cole, I, I think moments like this are what frustrates me about J. Cole is the fact that I know that he can be really good. And this was a really hit, soulful verse. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. Super personal, like really, like, and I think that's when he's at his best. Like, he's like you said, gotten, soulful, personal. Yeah, he's gotten personal before. I think this has a really good flow, and his voice is very distinct on this too. Definitely, it was actually weirdly enough, it was reminiscent of his verse on Surf on Warm Enough, where he's kind of bouncing these. He actually has some similar lines here, uh, comparing. Uh, the his love interest to like uh basically like a butterfly or something of that of that nature um and i thought that it was really solid um thought that there was times on here where uh like for example on that same song like he he has a really good line where he says i cut up like scissor love galore like okay that's a pretty clever line like right and then a few lines later he goes uh no limit when I'm in it. I got a master P. <laughs> <laughs> so like you, you just came off this like really clever, like cut it up, like says, you know, whatever. And then you go into a line like that. I was like, Ugh. there are moments on here where I think that the lyrics really take away from the I, I think that there's, there's another artist that does this a lot that I'm a huge fan of in Kid Cudi in that, what he'll do is, and, and Six Black does it a lot on here, not Six Lie. He does it a, a lot where he will create these very serious moods for songs, and then he'll have these outlandish lyrics that do not fit on here at all. Like the Thugger interlude, uh, which, by the way, you were, were you as pissed as me when Thugger wasn't on the song? <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought that Thugger was about to be on the song, and I was, like, getting ready. I had, like, nachos ready and shit, too. 
<laughs> yeah, like, why did you call it Thugger Interlude without him on yeah, there? But, I, like, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. it's like, it, it's a really serious, somber, sad song. And then all he's talking about all he wants to do is trap music. If I don't want to listen to it unless I can dab to it. Like, it's like the sound of the song is great, but the, the lyrics just kind of suck. Like, and there are many moments on here where I think that the lyrics can take away from the mood of the album, the, the sound that he's going for. Like my, I think my second favorite song on the whole album was the outro. Um, and it was Stan, which is like, it reminded me of like almost like a Frank ocean slash like bony bear kind of vibe to it. And if it weren't for the hook, it would be probably my favorite song on the album. But like on the hook, he's like, say you will be my greatest fan, sing the words like a band, love me like a Stan, like, I don't know. Like it's very, it's very mean. Yeah, it, 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 he gets a little choppy sometimes. He definitely does get a little choppy sometimes. But you can see the makings of somebody who can like really give you a like project. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I definitely think so. I think that the, this guy definitely has a lot of talent. I don't know if all the pieces are there yet. And as you said, I think he works like <laughs> another line like loaded gun. I treat my dick like it's a loaded gun. <laughs> 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 Like, it would be yeah, funny if, yeah. if the if the song wasn't so serious. Like that, that there is, are um, that's that's post J O Wayne a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But like Wayne can get away with it because of the charisma and the the lack of. Uh, he wasn't you... getting away with a post J O though. <laughs> oh, true, 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 true. true. <laughs> very, very good point. But but I'm just saying in general, there is a way that you can get away with these types yeah, of lines yeah, yeah, in yeah. a playful way. I mean, yeah. Not... Anyone else saying uh, "got that gas" loud and clear sounds weird, but two changes sounded fine. You know what I mean? That's yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. something that I think that we've continued to discuss is like there are there are moments when these lines can be like if it was on a song that would you know had less stakes to it, it was a little bit more upbeat, a little bit more fun kind of song. I would be like, okay, that's fine. That's whatever. That's a throwaway line. But when you're making it like the center of these really serious, moody R&B songs, it just totally stands out like a sore thumb to me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I would say probably my... It'd be like Pyramids by Frank Ocean being, uh, having like made rhymes or whatever, you know, having stroke. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. a very serious song that, you know, will then, you know, just diverge into like absurdity almost. Um, but... I, 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 I was kind of surprised you liked the Offset song because I, I didn't – it wasn't that I thought it was a bad song. It was just that I thought it was weird. It was kind of like Offset didn't really fit on the song. Like I've never heard him rap like that, and it almost felt awkward to me. You know what I mean? I thought that it was a change from the previous things that he had been doing. And you know me. I'm a type of guy that appreciates that. I think sometimes For sure. that – Yeah, I, I think that sometimes – when people talk about Migos, they really only, they talk about Quavo too much. And I, I just, I disagree. I don't think that we'll, if Quavo drops something, we'll talk about it, obviously, but I don't feel that Quavo is going to drop a great solo album. I don't see that at all. And I think that he works well with the other, with uh, Offset and, and Takeoff. And I think Offset does a really good job here. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just thought that it was kind of a weird choice. Like, I think that there are, I, yeah, like, I, it's an art. I do think it's because like this is an R and B confessional, and like he has these like 
Yeah, like I think J. Cole and Future really work well. And even Khalid, like I don't love that song and I don't really care for Khalid in general, but like they all work on this album more so than Offset. Like I don't think that Offset really fits. As you guys can tell, once again, we have had another dropout uh, on the recording, but we get right back into it and then we finish up the pod right here. So hope you guys enjoy. Bit of 808s and difficulty yeah (laughs) so um i i basically want to go back to what i was saying and the fact that i just felt like offset um didn't fit the same way that the other features fit like i think what your point you were bringing up about the fact that i think this guy collaborates really well with other people and i i do agree but i think that um the way that uh you know he curated the other features sound great i think even i heard ty dollar sign on uh the backing vocals on switch at least it sounded just like him oh i'm about to google that right now I'm I, fair- I, I felt the same way too I knew I, I'm 90% sure. But it feels uh, like Ty Dollar would have uh, like, yeah, but if you do a backing vocal, sometimes people just don't even put you on because you know, it's, yeah, mm-hmm. yep, yep, yeah, you're right, yep, I, yeah. He has a very unique voice, and it, it it sounds great on Switch. That's another song that I thought was super solid. That was one of my favorites, but like I said, I think the high points Six of this of the album, year, baby. Ty Dollar sign. He's really just been killing it on every single feature he's been on this year, even if it's just these background vocals. Uh, that song was super moody and dark and just like really drenched in darkness. Like I like that song a lot. Um, there were a few, like I said, there were a few songs on here that I was like, I really enjoyed. Like I, I actually think they were some of the better songs that I've heard this year. The future song, the outro minus that we cook. Um, and then the uh, the J Cole song was really good, and uh, the uh, the one that we were just a switch. I, I like those four. There were like four or five songs on here that I was like, "Wow, this guy's actually really good." But overall, I felt like most of the rest of the album, you could have put on the fourth song and told me it was the eighth song. Like it didn't. There was nothing that made it stand out to yeah. me. Um, there were the, the, it, it's it's still a work in progress for him for sure. Um, and I'm like I said, I'm glad I gave him a second chance. Um, but there's really uh i I think he's got a ways to go before i think he would be considered like one of my favorite artists or whatever or even one of like the biggest artists out right now i think that there might be some songs on here that could hopefully blow up and he'll get more you know he'll get more coverage and stuff uh and uh you know he sold like eighty thousand copies his first week or at least close to it so that's pretty good for a guy that we had never heard of until a few weeks ago so (laughs) yeah um but I think a lot of that might have been the push from Cole and Future. I mean, I, I, him and Cole going back and forth on Twitter and stuff like that. He, he definitely had a, a, a really solid guest list for sure. Yeah, and I think the fact that he had two features before this that were, or two songs before this that were major, helped you know kind of carry over that momentum. I think that uh, the guy definitely has a lot of talent. I think at at its worst, he's derivative of of the weekend and Drake at times. Um, and I think at its best, he, he makes some really good, dark, emotional, moody R and B slash hip hop crossover. I actually think he's a really good rapper. The one song, uh, where he just straight up raps on it. Um, I can't remember it right now. Oh, I think it was scripture. I thought scripture was one of the better tracks. And I thought that nonchalant and scripture where he was rapping back to back. I was like, I actually really enjoyed that the way, his flow was super nice. He was a little bit more personal, but he wasn't talking about relationships in like a super vague way. Like he does throughout the rest of the album. Um, 
I I fucked with the the rap tracks, which on an R and B rap album, you know, they're hit or miss. Like most of that Drake album, we didn't really like the rap songs. Yeah. Um. So, so uh, overall, what would you say was your favorite track? What was your least favorite track? And what would you give uh, it a ten? Favorite track, East Atlanta Love Letter. I mean, it's the type of stuff from Future that I come to expect. It's probably his second best feature uh, of the year so far. His best one was on the. Um, I believe Zaytoven had an album where he had a feature on. That's the best one. Um, or was it Zaytoven or Esco? I think it was Zaytoven. It was Zaytoven. It was yeah. Zaytoven. Yeah. Zaytoven had a had, Zaytoven had a had a uh, album and and uh, the Future's got an amazing feature on that. So that this is probably his his second best. This is probably his second best feature of uh, of the year so far, and I really enjoyed it. So that's my favorite song. I would say least favorite song. Thugger's interlude, it's not that it's bad. It's just, one, yeah, you're right. It had me thinking that Thugger was on it. <laughs> and, and two, it doesn't really stand out that much. It's not that it's just bad. But, um, yeah, it, it doesn't really stand out as much. Some yeah, good, I think we, we, good, we agree yeah, on some that. Some good stuff here, though. Some good stuff here. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely a solid showing. Nothing that's going to blow you away. But, uh, yeah, Thugger's interlude was my least favorite and East Atlanta. So we were on the same I, exact it's page. It's interesting because like, he's from East Atlanta, and I didn't really – feel that way besides like the future uh uh um verse i didn't always feel that when i was listening to him but maybe it's because it's r&b and it's not like trap you know what i'm saying because when we think about atlanta we think about two chains ti future blah blah blah, blah, blah out, outcast whatever we don't really think about an r&b guy true so and it's it's also interesting that, that uh you know well, but also I think it's like, I mean, Atlanta's scene in general is growing beyond just trap now. Like trap was the popular sound for and continues to be the popular sound in hip hop. But um, I will say like this guy between Black, Earth Gang and Jid, I think in the next three or four years, they're going to be some of the biggest artists out of Atlanta yeah, I think in terms of like they might never reach the level of a future, but they're definitely going to be creating more alternative, uh, you know, to the trap music that you are used to hearing coming out of Atlanta. Um, it's definitely there's going to be a range of sounds as there as there always is um, in in the post regional era. But um, I will say, out of ten on this album, I I'm going to give it a six. Just because I thought that the highs were like really high, and I thought that there were a few songs I really liked, but most of the rest of the album just kind of blended together to me. Uh, there's not—I don't think there's any particularly like horrible songs, but there's just not any a lot that's uh, overall. Most songs don't stand out versus the ones that do. So I'm gonna give it a six out of ten, very appropriately for a guy named Six Lack. <laughs> but uh, black, black. what are you gonna give it? Black Six Lack Six Lack Six Black. Um, okay. <laughs> so what are you going to give it? Uh, we're going to give it for me. I'll, I'll give it a, a seven out of 10. So, okay. Pretty solid. Yeah. Nothing. You know, I, I think it's we both yeah, enjoyed, yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, it, it's good to, to listen to an artist who isn't quite there yet, but it's, you think he's going to get there, you know? Yeah. You see the potential yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Thank you guys for listening. If you're still listening, I hope that you enjoyed the fact that we're covering two albums that aren't like, you know, the biggest albums yeah. in the world next and week, a little bit of a change. Uh, next week if Wayne drops we'll 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 uh we'll talk about that. We got who else we got coming out, buddy? Lupe Fiasco has an album coming out tomorrow. We'll definitely talk he's about still, that. Rockhampton. <laughs> he apparently does. Yo, I'm not gonna lie, the intro to his last album was one of his best songs. 
Drogas. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Mural, oh, dope. Mural is like might be his greatest song yeah. like ever. And That's it, what this was, that was on the previous yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so yeah, we'll definitely talk about the Lupe if Wayne drops. We'll talk about that, and then Brock Hampton too. Um, I think we'll definitely. I'm interested to hear what Jason has to say about Brock Hampton because we'll see. We'll see what we'll he see. thinks. We'll, see. we'll, see. <laughs> we'll save it for next week. All right, thanks, All right, man. Later. Peace.